186 of the All the Book Show. I'm Eric Mickles, and with me is my... Oh, all right. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, No, not really. I couldn't remember who Moriarty's first name is in in Sherlock. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I was going to say you're my Leanne Moriarty to my whatever his name is. Leanne Moriarty. Yeah. The author of Big Little Lies and other such things. You're um, my her to my yeah. John Moriarty. Yeah, sure. James? It could be. Thomas. That's going to drive me crazy. Chris Moriarty. We're going to have to get Roger on that. Chad Michael Moriarty. Oh. <laughs> uh, normally we record at the David A. Howe Public Library, but for what I want to say is the second time mm-hmm. out of 100 and how many episodes? Is this only the second time? I think 186. so. 186. 186. I think this is, I think I've only remember doing this one other time. At your house. At my house. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, we're in my house. Yeah. We're going to be talking Captain Marvel a little bit later with a special guest star. Yeah. Uh, Brie right now, Larson. Yeah, that'd be fun. She's no. too busy. She's yeah. too busy. Uh, we're going to be talking... Charlie things... Theron? Yeah. Let's give her a call. Allison Brie. No, who might keep confusing so. name-wise. No. I don't think she'd have much she... to add. Maybe. She'd be fun. Yeah, she could. Uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. And right now, uh, do you want to... I think we should lead off with the fact that we went to a Wizard World... Comic Con convention over the weekend. Comic did go to Wizard World just, Comic Con. Just Wizard World? Yeah. Uh, we met a good portion of the Smallville cast. That's true. Uh, Eric met Matt Ryan from the Constantine show, Legends of Tomorrow. And, I mean, would, would you say the biggest one for you was Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman since... Kevin what? Conroy was great. 92? Yeah, 1992. 92. Kevin Conroy has been Batman since 92. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and... Who... Yeah, I mean, Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean Astin, there. that's right. That's right. But yeah, Matt Ryan was cool. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was. He, he was a fun guy. I was, yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, it was It was the first time I think that many like Smallville alums had been in one place. So yeah. the panel was there really like fun. Six of them? If you count four, John four, Glover four, and Black five. Canary, Supergirl. Five, yeah, five. Oh, five. Uh, so yeah, well, I mean, it was great to have that many of them together. Of course, I love that show. Uh, we had yeah. most of it in the collection. We have one of the uh, graphic novels, and we have several of the seasons. So if you have yeah, never, somebody donated them. If you have never read or or watched Smallville, yeah, just now's your chance. Watch it. So that was that was tons of fun. I did not pick up much swag. I thought I'd come back with some comic books and like yeah, it was other in, things, it was poorly set up yeah, shop wise. It was so it was, but I have no complaints about uh, meeting the gang from Smallville. So mm. that was a good yeah. time. Did you meet any charmed? Members? I did not meet any of the charmed cast. Did no. you meet Chad Michael Murray? I didn't, but I saw Jason Momoa from a distance. I saw him too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw him taking pictures with people. And he I was looked like, a lot like Jason Momoa. He sure did. He had a Harley Davidson yeah. like jacket on. Yeah. So, but yeah. like a sweatshirt jacket. Yeah. So he's comfortable, but he still wants yeah, you to know. He, he lets he you likes know. His Harley. He lets so. you know. Do you think so, he's disappointed? Aquaman doesn't have a Harley Davidson. I I, I wait for the sequel. Yeah. Is what I would yeah. say. I mean, he does ride that seahorse kind of like it's a Harley Davidson. That's so. true. Yeah. In the film Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did read some things in the car, so we can jump into uh, that's book, true. Bookmark, if you're ready for that. Yeah, go ahead. All right. What did you read in the car? Uh, well, I think I'm going to start with some graphic novels. How about that? Okay. I read several graphic novels, a couple of those in your car, driving down the highway. Mm-hmm. I finished the Poe Dameron Star Wars series, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of sputtered out. Okay. Know, I think the main problem with that is it uh, follows the character of Poe Dameron from the, the Star Wars Force Awakens Last Jedi era, mm-hmm. uh, but like 90% of the, com- of the run is pre-Force Awakens. Mm. So, like, the last maybe two issues of the series, they're, like, post-The Last Jedi, and you get a little bit of taste of what's going on, but ultimately it just kind of felt like a waste of time. Mm. You know, it didn't, didn't really work. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing. It's only a five-volume series, and it, it has some good moments. I don't know that I would say rush right out and read it, but you could do worse. <laughs> um, I read my first Deadpool. Uh, we have a standing order for Deadpool. Yeah, we do. it's so popular in our graphic novel section. Um, and I've never really read one. I've read Deadpool and some other things, but to sit down and read a Deadpool, no. Mm-hmm. But I picked up Secret Agent Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, where he's, the, the plot is basically he's hired to assassinate a secret agent. And after an accident, they think that he's the secret, secret agent. agent. Yeah. And so he just kind of rolls with it. And it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun run. Uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, there is a volume two. I don't know if he's still doing the secret agent thing, but if he is, I'd probably read it because I, I was enjoying it. Uh, I read Indiana Jones and the Arms of Gold. This is uh, just a, you know, standalone Indiana Jones graphic novel. Okay. It uh, wasn't very good. Mostly the art. It was like, uh, there must have been a sale on like tans and browns because it was like the <laughs> most drab right. yeah. art that I've ever seen. Oh no, all my oranges are gone. Yeah. I read No Justice, 
DC Comics, big yeah. DC Comics crossover. After Pretty that. good. The story was not great, yeah. but where I thought it excelled was it had very unusual character pairings, and that brought out some cool like mm. dynamics within them. So uh, I thought that was pretty good. I read Out of the Bottle, which is one of the DC Superhero Girls graphics. That was fun. Okay. They were all doing uh, they're they're doing like an art project, and uh, June Moon slash what's her name? June Moon the the sorceress. No, just sorceress. No, the enchantress. Right. Enchantress. Yes. Um, had magic paints, and so their their like mm. creations came to life. So it was kind oh of fun. Oh no, June Moon. This is yeah. This is in the juvenile section over there, and I feel like maybe that's it. I read yeah. a few of the movies too. Do the library. Oh yeah, they're fun. The superhero girl they're movies. Fun. I met and the, one of the Lego movies. I met the author, Shea Fontana. She was at the ALA conference a few years back and uh, she just seems cool. You know, yeah. she she brings it's just such a fresh approach to those characters and it works pretty well, like, like that, setting them all in a school. Like you know. uh Lauren Maracle's Catwoman oh. Like a fresh take. Ugh. Fresh take on no, Catwoman. No. <laughs> I don't like that book. <laughs> uh, so those are the graphic novels that I read. Mm. The books that I read are as follows. Smallville, Flight, <laughs> by Cherie Brennett and Jeff Gottsfield. Yeah. So this is one that I read because we were going to meet the Smallville sure, cast, yeah. and I just was like in the zone. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. There's like a regular Smallville series, and then there's like a YA Smallville right. series. <laughs> yeah. So there ends up being like 25 Smallville novels. Yeah. Uh, this was one of the YA ones. I never read one of those before. Mm. And it went pretty quickly because right. it was a YA, but I thought it worked. I thought it was pretty good. Clark gets a job at a pizza place. So, Whoa, that's relatable to I me. Know, good times. Good times were had by all. Dad, I, I can make pizza so fast. Clark, you've got to be responsible yeah, with your powers right. and I not mean, make plus, pizza fast. The cook time is, I think, yeah, he really, can't you can't really yeah. do that. But. That's the same thing with like cleaning. Whenever yeah. he like, cleans a house, yeah. I'm like, this, like, the towel still has the same right. absorbent rate yeah. that it normally has. Yeah, exactly. So you're still going to have to clean. Yeah, unless you have lots of towels. Yeah. That's the way around. Yeah. Then you got to do a little laundry. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else did I finish? Planet of Twilight. By Barbara Hambly. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, is this some... like Planet Rock. No, that, like cool rap song. No, more like Planet Suck because this was terrible. Whoa! I have uh, I have I enjoyed one of her Star Trek Star Wars books called uh-huh. uh, Ghost Walker Ooh. that I read with some friends for a book club. Uh, we all liked that one. We've all hated the other ones. We uh-huh. were kind of like committed to this trilogy, mm-hmm. and we were all like, maybe we should just skip it. But no, we powered through, uh, and it was just bad. It's just bad and sloppy and confusing. Mm-hmm. There's some fun Leia Jedi stuff in it. Other than that, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. She was a yellow lightsaber, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read Caves of Steel by Isaac Asimov. Mm-hmm. This is uh, We're doing this for a book club here. This is the first of our sci-fi Woo! book club pick. We're going to be discussing this March 26th at 5.30. Yeah. I think we're going to get pizza. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're leaning towards pizza. Yeah. Uh, so I read this. I have only read Asimov short stories. Mm-hmm. And I really like the short stories. Mm-hmm. And I read this book and I kind of feel like maybe you should have stuck to short stories. Mm. But it would be interesting to talk about. I I think the problem that I have with the book without getting too much into it. Have you read this? Have you started this? No. Okay. <laughs> My problem is that there's really fascinating and relatable stuff about like the society and everything. I think it's a really good... A kind of projection not that the science is all right but i just i think the feeling of the world mm-hmm. he captures pretty well like as you're reading it you're like yeah that's totally applicable to 2019 as we record right but i think the problem is it becomes like you know let's have a 200 page discussion on this and it kind of stops it feels like we're just sitting in their living room like talking with them for a very long time uh, so I mean, if you can roll with that, yeah. I think that I think the actual subject matter and the kind the kinds of things that they're doing are interesting, um, but format was not for me. So we'll see what the other fellows think uh, right. when we do the book club. But I don't know. So that's all that I have finished. I'm uh-huh. currently reading Supergirl Volume Two: Escape from the Phantom Zone. Yes, I'm reading this because. I just met Smallville Supergirl and was in a Supergirl mood. Okay. Uh, and I'm also <laughs> reading Dawnbreaker by Matt De La Pena, uh, mm-hmm. Newbery Award winning author. Oh, the Superman Superman, yeah. Superman Dawnbreaker. Don't bury the lead there. DC Icon series. Yeah. Uh, which we're talking about doing a future podcast on because yeah. we've, we've all, uh, we've all read group, one. We've read one. So we got to get somebody to read the Catwoman book. That's right. And I'm reading by Bird, Sarah J. Moss. Bird Box. Uh-huh. Bird Box, the basis for the Netflix movie, which I've not seen. Right. Nobody um, spoiled for him. Yeah. So I'm enjoying the book so far. Mm-hmm. It's more horror tinge than mm-hmm. I thought. I didn't, I wasn't 
Mm-hmm. I just don't know anything about the movie right. other than like they wear blindfolds in a boat. And that's right. all I know. Do you remember the time we had my wife on this podcast and we were talking her, about yeah. Bird Box? And I said the thing about Sesame Street's Bird Box yeah. would be funny. And you yeah. guys are like, that's stupid. Yeah. But then I went online and I found a big meme that yeah. somebody had done with that and it was hilarious. Bird Box. Yeah. yeah. I do remember. All right. Well, we just thought Big Bird Box. Yeah, would, somebody else had done that too. Would be better. But, you know, yeah. uh, agree to disagree. They disagree on that. Anyway, I am just about finished with this book. And, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a good passing good time. I don't know that it's making me want to watch the movie. Have mm. you seen the movie? No. Okay. The the book is upsetting enough. I sort of feel like the movie would be uh-huh. upsetting to the point where, like, I wouldn't enjoy it. But I yeah. don't know. From what I've heard about the movie, which is most everything, yeah, it sounds like I just want to enjoy it. It sounds yeah. like it's kind of bad. Mm. But maybe I haven't seen the it. The book is working. The book oh, yeah. is working. But People tell me about, it. like, the plots and the scenes and stuff. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun yeah good yeah like uh what's this quiet place sounds good yeah but the other thing doesn't yeah it's a hard it's a kind of a hard premise that they can't open their eyes i'm gonna make a horror movie where you can't smell anything Ooh, yeah i like it if if you smelt it yeah you're gonna get dealt it you death you will be dealt it okay if you smelt it you will be dealt yeah okay all right yeah Yeah. uh i think that's it yeah that's it for me what about you what have you been reading (laughs) Uh, I finished, uh, what did I finish? G.I. Joe something. Probably. I did. I finished G.I. Joe Volume 3. Okay. Go Joe. So, uh, I think I talked about that last time. Yeah. I don't know what's going was on Was Brendan Fraser in the movie? Yeah, for a little bit. He was. The first okay. movie, Rise of Cobra. I just couldn't remember if that was like a fever dream I had, because yeah. of course he would be in that movie, yeah. but No, he, he was. was in it for a little bit. He was. Uh, okay. I'm looking at this G.I. Joe stuff. Yeah. Apparently, at some point, this other Cobra leader is going to come in and create kind of like Second, a cobra like civil cobra, war cobra civil war yeah wow so that's gonna be cool wow uh look i don't know it's just sometimes it just gets so like ridiculous you realize you're following like 18 different plots all in one issue and yeah. you're just like sweet 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 huh. and then they all like collide wow. just it, okay it kind of feels like i every other yeah. issue is like a big event i would not i would not have called that yeah. but star trek versus transformers did kind yeah. of make me want to yeah. pick up the old transformers yeah. comics you know what it is it's all it's funny okay it's also funny oh like, like intentionally funny yeah oh. it's it's like like an 80s good for them it's like it's very 80s marvel in a lot of ways but it's also just like this is this elite group but they're also like sometimes they just trip and sometimes they're saved by their dog hmm so at okay. one point, like the Cobra commander and like three other flunkies are like chasing after one of the dogs. So they think he's on their team and they're, like getting stuck into quicksand. Like the dog led us into this. And he's like, ha ha. It's just kind of, That's it's fun. just silly. Yeah. But then other times people just get shot right in the chest. Things just happen. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. So G.I. Joe, what yeah. else you got? Uh, I got to start Caves of Steel. Okay. So that's a big deal. I All finished right. season two of Legend of Tomorrow. Oh. Finally. I like that show. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it's good. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think I'd be hard pressed to say like that it's like technically a good show. I think it is. Do you? I think okay. the second season gets good. Okay. I think the first season is objectively bad. Yeah, but I a... think the show gets to a point where you could be like, no, this is good television. There's there's a sloppiness in it that it's yeah. like either you find it endearing or like you're like this is dumb. Yeah. And I've settled for endearing. Um. Sometimes I'm like, am I watching Farscape? What is this? You know? Yeah, yeah, it has that kind of... Uh, I think that's part of the reason why... Because, like, you've complained about this before. That, like, Supergirl and Flash yeah. and Arrow. They're solo heroes who are just surrounded by, like, 18 people each. Yeah. And so it's this big ensemble show for this, like, solo hero. Especially, like, Supergirl, yeah. who doesn't need anybody. And you know what? I mean, the, the Supergirl run that I'm reading, the Rebirth uh-huh. one, three-volume uh-huh. thing, does the TV show thing. So she's uh-huh. in the DEO. And I just think it's so stupid it's limiting to have who is like arguably the most powerful dc superhero just like tripping and being like okay i'll go on a mission (laughs) yeah it just seems like yeah that's why i don't like the avengers working with shield normally i just just superheroes should just be off doing their own thing yeah but anyway what's nice about legends is it is a team yeah right and so like you're not like why is this person why is i iris just hanging out with them he's like we gotta solve the team guys i'm a reporter sometimes right uh, but on Legends, like, everybody's just... So it feels like an actual, like, superhero team show. Yeah. So... The closest they've done to any kind of, like, tie-in is they put out a, a, a Ray Palmer, the yeah. Adam collection, yeah. uh, that is not really connected to the show at all. It's just, yeah. like, a collection of Adam stories called yeah. Legends of Tomorrow, the yeah. Adam, which we do have in our collection. Yeah. One night I was watching Legends. It was the first season, so I wasn't happy. Right. And so I was just writing down my own cast of, like, yeah. who would I put in Legends? Yeah. And that was fun. It's yeah. like... The idea is strong. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is a cool idea. 
Anyway, season I, two. Right. I like the J.R.R. Tolkien episode. Yeah. But I think it's because a lot of it was just J.R.R. Tolkien stuff. So right. it's just stuff, quotes from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty powerful. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's from Lord of the Rings. Have you seen anything with George Lucas? Yeah, I saw the first one. I like that. Where, uh, I like that. Ray Palmer, Brandon Ralph has some fun where he's like, yeah. okay, George Lucas. Like, yeah. It's just funny in yeah. the episode. Anyway, that's the CW show Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. And we do have the DVDs in the collection, right? Yeah. I think we're basically caught up in the current season. So. At the library? No, I mean like in my oh, own yeah. personal life. Oh, yeah. But no, me and my wife are like two years behind on yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. So. Legends is the only one we've stayed up on, so... Mm. Anyway, all right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's do some book news. There's so many things out right now. We need to do like an awards roundup because... Oh. Um, I think I mentioned last week, Edgar's are out. Barnes & Noble's Discovery Awards are coming out. Ooh. The uh, the Audible, not Audible, but the... Um, audiobooks? Yeah, Audis? What is that? Is it the Audis? I don't know what it's called. I, it's something like that, but yeah. the Audiobook Awards are out. So oh. next week, we'll have to like kind of yeah, go those through are fun. and give you, you the highlights of those. But um, right now, I need to know what's on the New York Times bestseller list. The New York Times bestsellers list for adult hardcover fiction. So sick of reading Fire and Blood, yeah. number 10, by George R. R. Martin. I know. First volume of the two-part history of the Targaryens and Westeros. Uh, I'm exhausted just hearing you say that. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf is down at number 12 okay. right now. Uh, so it it was pretty high. So yeah. Just saying it's not on this list. Uh, number nine, two weeks on the list, is Never Tell by Lisa Gardner. D.D. Uh, Warren and Flora Dane investigate whether a pregnant woman shot and killed her husband. All right. This uh, is the run where everybody's killing their husbands. Yeah. Like all the bestsellers. Yeah. I've no. never read Elisa Gardner, but I probably should get on that. Yeah. Number eight is The Reckoning by John Grisham, a decorated World War II veteran shoots and kills a pastor. Did I tell you my woes with this book? I had it on hold on mm-hmm. overdrive and it came in and I wasn't ready for it. So I just put it uh, back yeah. and replaced the hold. And now and you're... It was number 40. Yeah. Sorry, man. Do you understand what that means? Yeah. You got wait till 40 39 other people, people yeah. have to read this book. Yeah. I will get this e-book. when John Grisham has like five more books out yeah let's hope you don't meet him because then he'll be like did you like my new book The Reckoning yeah. like actually I had it and then I had to yeah, give it up like, it oh well yeah. later loser good day sir yeah. yeah number seven Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Moriarty <gasps> oh boy Paul Moriarty is that who he is that no okay no alright maybe it's like uh Ashley Moriarty hmm like... I think it's just something really boring I think it's okay. like James Moriarty oh but I'm going I'm to look it right. up, so you keep going. Okay. Uh, romance writer becomes fascinated by the owner and director of a health resort. Number six, new this week. It is James Moriarty. James Moriarty. Yeah. All right. You're the Leanne Moriarty to my James Moriarty. I don't like that, though. I don't <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to be Leanne Moriarty. Oh, I don't see how... You don't want to be a successful writer who just makes her own schedule and lives her own life doing what she does? Would I have to relive Truly Madly Guilty? Because no, that is not worth no, it No, you already me. wrote it. Oh, okay. Well... Number six, chocolate cake... Oh, sorry. Number six, Chocolate Cream Pie Murder. You love these books. These uh, Joanne Fluke books? Joanne Fluke. You read the last one. Hannah you... Swenson yes. teams up with a former lover to find out yes, who left sir. a dead body in her bedroom. If you have missed the episode mm-hmm. called Christmas Book Club that mm-hmm. we did a few uh, few months, I guess now, back with mm-hmm. Bo Hutchings, uh, we all read a Christmas-themed book, although Bo's was Halloween. Yeah. And Eric read the Joanne Fluke, mm-hmm. and it, I think, fundamentally changed you. It made me an angry person. Did it? Yeah. Uh... I think I, and in fact, I think I know who the dead body that they found in her bedroom was. Really? It was me after reading oh, one of these oh books. No. I died of boredom. Oh my gosh. Did you try any of the recipes in that book? After, no. Yeah, some of them looked good. Did they? <laughs> you have a Swenson fan. <laughs> no! Yes, you are. You're a Swensy. Number five, The Silent Patient by Alex. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Michelides. Yeah, I don't know. Michelides. I don't know. Michelides. I don't know. Theo Faber looks into the mystery of a famous painter who stops speaking after shooting her husband. Yes, I like the sound of this one. Are you a husband? Beware. Yeah, seriously. So, it's like that time when there was all those penguin movies out at once. Same thing with the yeah, murdered husband. Yeah, you could, do you see March of the Penguins or Happy Feet? Yeah. Do you shoot your husband or shoot your husband? Or shoot your husband and also not speak anymore. Yeah. Those are the options. Yeah. Number four, An Anonymous Girl by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peckinen. Doing well. Jessica Ferris's life unravels when she signs up for Dr. Shield's psychological study. Number three, new this week, The Border by Don Winslow, the third book in the Power of Dogs series. Art uh, Art Keller's fight to keep drugs out of the country has taken a complicated turn. I think every time Don Winslow comes up, I'm like, who is Don Winslow? And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, right, it's that one I never can Mm -hmm. remember. Yeah. Uh... 
Number two, The Chef by James Patterson and Max Dalio. Mm. Caleb Rooney, a police detective and celebrity yeah, food truck chef. Right. Let's clear his name on Mar- Man, <laughs> I could go for tacos right now. Mm-hmm. Or... So just call 911. Oh, yeah. Celebrity yeah. De- detective like food chef cops. Yeah. Do you think his food truck has like... Because I want tacos, but maybe also a chicken sub. And I think mm. I need to like see the two. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think... You think it's one of the I other. don't... I think... If you're a food truck, you need to pick a specialty. Mm, you know what right. I mean? Pasta? Do food trucks pasta? That's, I don't know, driving around with all that boiling water like, <laughs> Number seems one. like an accident waiting to happen. Where the Crawdads Sing mm-hmm. by Delia Owens. Del- 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 no, oh, you already right. said no, this. No, you're right. It's Delia. Delia Owens. Yeah. A woman who, I guess I've been saying this wrong for... You said Delilah. 26 weeks. Yeah. It's all right. Sorry, everybody. It's fine. A woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect after shooting her husband <gasps> in a... What's Wait, that? is that true? Because I genuinely don't know. Anymore. In a marsh, rec- in a reckoning pastor. Oh, I see. What we're I'm doing. trying to combine okay. them all. I can't. That's all right. So, yeah. Was that number one? Yeah, that was number one. Crawdads is back to number one. Crawdads hasn't left number one. I don't wow. think in a long time. I love We'd them, to... crawdads. Crawdads. They love them, crawdads. Who's them? America. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, right? Reese Witherspoon, sure, sure. She loves them. She does. So. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about. Sorry, Captain, everybody. We're gonna talk about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, uh-huh. her comic book history, uh-huh. her TV history, and now her movie history. Uh-huh. But I don't know a ton about that. Yeah. But I'm married to someone who does. Me? No, we're just friends. Huh. But I am married to someone who knows a lot about Captain Marvel, and I'm gonna go get her. All right, Hillary, welcome to the Yellow Book Show. Why? Thank you. The last time you were here, we talked about Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh, so you, you're just game to talk about any DC superhero I'm, that we... I'm the okay. lady nerd. All right. Uh, did you just refer to Captain Marvel as a DC superhero? Oh, I yeah. did. I did. And I, I s- just let it happen. I started wrong. I started yeah. wrong. You know, it's because I was leading to a Catwoman joke, but... All right. So let's let's get into this, Captain Marvel. Uh, Hillary, I we wanted you to be on this because you have read much more Captain Marvel than either one of us. That is true. Uh, so I thought maybe we would start by where we were first like introduced to this character, and I have a sneaking suspicion that we might have the same answer to this. So would you, you and me? Uh, maybe all of us. No. Well, I think technically Eric, Eric no. and I have the same. Oh, really? Very okay. beginning. Uh, all right, well, go ahead. Take it then. I mean, I'm just guessing. Where, I guess did, we'll you, see. where did you meet Captain Marvel? Well, the, the very, very, very first Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel, was this mythic person... That I'd never heard of before, except she was where Rogue from the X-Men yeah. got her powers. Okay, sure did. So this is where I suspect <laughs> Eric and I have the same experience. That's, yeah. That's my answer. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, mine specifically is the 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah, me too. Me okay. Too. All right. You too? It must have been the cartoon first, because I read more. I saw, I already had seen stuff about Rogue before she showed up in like the comics okay. I was reading. So it must have been the cartoon. But I'm not sure if I saw that very specific, that one episode yeah, yeah. where, like, Captain Marvel's inner brain, she's like, let me out! Yeah. That, so. is, that's a, that is probably my favorite episode of that series. Really? I was so intrigued it's by that. It's pretty dark. It is dark. It's dark because... Yeah. The X-Men are the bad guys right. in that. They're Pretty like, much. you're just going to keep you in here Pretty in much. this cage, and we're going to cement the cage yeah. in Rogue's brain. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, and Rogue's just like, I'm sorry! And Rogue goes and like, visits her in the hospital where yeah. she's just like in a coma. Yeah, yeah intense. Yeah. 90s X-Men, You know, if intense. only they had like a super powerful telepath. Right. Do yeah. something that would yeah. transferring. Yeah, that would be yeah. better. That's too bad. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right, so there's that. Yeah. And then for me, yeah. I don't think like I saw... Or thought of that character until the Earth Mightiest Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes, Earth Mightiest Heroes, yeah. the Avengers cartoon. Yeah. Of they don't have a lot of competition oh, in terms she's of in Avengers. Another show? Yeah, she is. she is. She yeah. is. She shows up like yeah. in the third season or something. Yeah, Captain and Marvel. and of course she's on uh, Superhero Squad, but yeah. I guess I wouldn't really. Superhero Squad. Hero up. Okay. So what about you then? When, when did you have you read like have you read a Captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel, a Carol Danvers lead? She was. Solo? Okay, well, she was, like, in the X-Men comics for a while, because certain writers did some pretty dumb stuff to her, like, Mm -hmm. beforehand, and Chris Claremont's like, I will fix this. (laughs) Um, And so, like, she kind of came into the X-Men as, like, damaged goods, and hung out as just, like, their friend, uh, without powers and everything. But then she was in space during the Brood Saga, and she gained powers, and she became binary for a little bit. Mm. But then she found out Rogue was part of the team, so she, she, she got out of town. Dunzo, yeah. Dunzo. So. All right, so you've read that stuff. Yeah, in, in and I read, uh, I mean, she's been in some Avengers stuff I've read, but she, I also read one of her books that was fairly recently. 
Hillary, let's let's start with the really old stuff. Okay, the, I haven't finished. Higher, fa- higher, further, faster, more. Okay. That's what I read. Yeah. Captain Marvel Volume oh, One. Yeah. Yeah. But I think is I that, read it. Is that the one where she's with the Carol Corps, or is that the one with the lady? It's yes, the one where she's got her glove up and she's like, "Yeah." yeah that's not helpful. <laughs> okay, that's the cover where I was like, "Oh, it should be Charlize Theron." I guess it's yeah, yeah. probably the Carol Corps. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I know that you've read the first whole section of Masterworks, and then part of the second section. So I just wonder, like... Is that true? I read the whole first you one? You did. Yeah, you oh. did. A big hardcover of it. Well, then never mind. For okay. what I just said. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm just wondering, like, how does that Captain Marvel... Is she Captain... She's Captain Marvel. She's Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. For a long time. She okay. just kind of relatively recently became Captain Okay, Marvel. so how is that Ms. Marvel run? How does that compare to, like, what, where the character is now? Like, is it a recognizable... It's, I guess I would say it's recognizable in certain ways but for the most part it's very very different she's okay. like a she's like a journalist or something and she's huh what i just didn't know that oh yeah she yeah. starts out she just sort of like appears in J. Jonah jameson's <laughs> office and she's gonna be the the editor of his women's magazine because he's <laughs> the whole the reason that she started in this context. It's taken a long time for Jay Jonah to get woke. Yeah. It's taken many years. He's still not. He spends the entire time being like the quintessential chauvinist. But (laughs) anyway, they started, from what I understand, they started her title in response to the women's lib movement. I see. So that's why they call it Ms. Marvel because that was something Mm. that they came Uh, up with. Ms. was not a thing before the feminist movement. Okay. So, anywho. uh, So she appears in Jay Jonah's Jameson's office, and he's like <laughs> reluctantly giving her this position okay. to head up the women magazine, which mm-hmm. she does. And so she's got sort of like a like a tough feministy kind of vibe, but it's a seventies tough okay. feminist. So she's by men. So she's Rhoda. That's what you're saying. She's kind of Rhoda. Okay. She's kind of Rhoda. <laughs> but then she she also has like she's also Ms. Marvel, but then oh. she's both at the same time, and she doesn't know that yeah. she's both. She doesn't know that she's both. She doesn't both. know that she's both. Weird. She uses most okay. of her powers to convince Superman to marry her. Oh. <laughs> no, that's the lowest <laughs> last run yeah. of the 50s. No. Although, there is a lot of oh. stuff with her. Not with Superman, obviously. Right. But throughout her whole existence, there's this tension of, like, she's this feminist mm-hmm. icon, but she's basically written by men, <laughs> and so everything that happens to her, she's constantly falling in love with people like mm. Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so do you do you enjoy the 70s stuff? Or is I, it more like the context? I would never of... read it okay. without liking Captain Marvel. Mm. Okay. But it's nice to like go back and be like, okay, interesting. All right. So it, Marvel... it doesn't feel like a prequel. Like It doesn't feel like I'm learning more about her actual okay. char- character. Right. But it's like a literary yeah. adventure. Mm. Right, right, right. Okay. 70s Marvel can be a lot of fun under the right circumstances. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate it. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't like so. the style at all. But I guess I'm reading mostly their monster books, um, so there was no, like, werewolf lib movement. There was not, to my so, knowledge, yeah. a werewolf <laughs> So there was never, like, who's this white guy writing this werewolf book? But so, yeah, I could, yeah, Ms. Marvel and, uh, what, what, like you said, Black Widow. Like, I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah. yeah, Black Widow is, I'm Scarlet always thinking Witch. about the current movies. Scarlet Witch is always just kind of also like that, too. Yeah, the current so. movies is what I'm talking about with the... Black the Black Widow. All right, so you... I don't know anything about her beyond that. <laughs> you you kind of fell sideways, I think, into... I did. ...getting into Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Through Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Uh, I alias first started out books. with Jessica Jones with her... What's the imprint that she was on? It was the... Max. Max. Marvel Max. Marvel Max. Yeah, like yep. the super adult. Yeah, we can say the F word. <laughs> Look at us, we're yeah. tough. Yeah, so They don't they put those Jessica on Marvel. Jessica Jones, and I loved her. She's my spirit animal. Yeah. And I read everything that she was in, and she is best friends with Carol Danvers. Yeah. Because she was in, and I don't even know if this is a real thing, or if it's just, like, backstory that they inserted Mm -hmm. for Jessica. Okay. But apparently she was in the Avengers for a while. Right. And so she's friends with all the Avengers. There's some stuff with her and Captain America and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's best friends with... Ms. Marvel at mm-hmm. the time, and they, like, hang out and stuff. Okay. So then when I ran out of Jessica Jones... You transitioned. I transitioned to Ms. Marvel. And in the, in the, in the Netflix show, Jessica Jones, they replace Captain Marvel yeah, with... Yeah, with another Hellcat, blonde. right? It's Hellcat. Tigress. Oh, no. No, no you're right, it's Hellcat. Hellcat, yeah. Oh, yeah, I Patty. didn't know that. Yeah, Patty. I didn't know she was a person. Oh, it's Patty! Yeah, Patsy. Patsy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably because the Captain Marvel movie was on the horizon. Probably, but, yeah. Um, 
So anyway, you got there that way, and then um, basically you've read everything. I think everything that's either just Captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel, you've read. And yeah, you've anything, read... everything that's just her. But I haven't really read much of her, like in the Avengers. I haven't read much of her, you know, in other like with the X Men. Like you read, I haven't mm-hmm. read much with that. And so when you when you try to follow her storyline, it jumps around kind of okay. crazy. So she kind of, after the 70s, she gets her own series again in 2006, uh, where she's Ms. Marvel. Now, that's when I remember her. That's that's basically when I was like, oh, that's that's Carol Danvers from the X-Men I read. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know, like, I remember reading, like, Wizard Magazine and stuff, and they had, like, the big cover of the new issue, and they're like, Ms. Marvel's back! And I'm like, where had she been? <laughs> right. She's um, back. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and she was still being called Ms. Marvel at the time. Okay. Uh... Another aside, there is a character called Captain Marvel uh, from like the 60s and 70s, and he's a Cree? Marvel. A- yeah, Marvel. Oh, yeah. Two Actually, words. Yeah. Uh, so he's just, he's... he's a guy with like cosmic powers, but he dies of cancer in the 70s. Yeah. Sad. And so I think that. Actually, we have that collection. Yeah. Captain, Captain Marvel. I think the title, I'm not sure about this, but I think the title Captain Marvel floated around a little yeah, to I was different just characters. I at it, and I sort of. I thought that it was like Captain Marvel, Marvel, yeah. and Carol Danvers, but there's like yeah. six or seven people yeah. in between. Yeah, I had, I had like old single issues that I got from like the bottom like mm-hmm. three for a quarter bins yeah. of the old Captain Marvel, yeah. the man, like the male character, yeah. uh, that I liked, you know, yeah. as a child, but I haven't read them again. So, so the 2006 run. Yep. Um, do you, I mean, do you have much to say about that one, where she's Miz? I don't. I, I don't remember you really liking that one so much. I don't remember what happens in that. It's okay. during, <laughs> it's it's right before and during Marvel Civil War. Oh. So the new Avengers, and she joins the team, the mighty of Iron Man's Mighty Avengers team okay. around that time. She's yeah. still wearing the black with the yeah. yellow suit. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember that. I don't know that I really settled in to liking her a lot until she kind of started hanging out in space more mm. and they kind of solidified her character a little more okay. by then. The only full run that I've read is the one from 2014 uh, that, that's what I think you mentioned this earlier Eric higher, Hi. higher further faster more yeah there's that one and then there's volume two stay fly and volume three A-list Volet Prop, Propus mm-hmm. I read that full arc and I got just a little sample of what you're always saying about Captain Marvel because mm-hmm. The first volume is one thing. Mm-hmm. The second volume is... Something else. You, it starts, and, and I'm like, who is this extra character? Like, where does mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. come from? You know, and then I'm like, okay, fine. I, I, this makes sense. You know, I have enough information. And then the third volume is, okay, bye. And then it's like, oh, now she's doing Black Vortex stuff. Done. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to go be with Star-Lord. Done. Yep. And then it's like Secret Wars. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Mm. What was the point the of that? You know, it bounces so like, all over the place, and I think some of that is that she's interweaving with other titles because she's involved with Spider-Man, she's involved with the Avengers, she's all over the place, and Iron Man, everything. Mm-hmm. And some of it, I think, and this is just an impression of mine, but I feel like it's just them trying to rework her and not trusting what the previous writer was mm. doing with her story. It seems kind of unique that. She's rebooted every okay, is single it? Because... thing. I, can, I don't know. Is there another character that's rebooted as often? Probably. As... I think her role in Marvel has changed a lot over the years, too. Because, like, taking on the title Captain Marvel, and she became more like a cosmic yeah. mm-hmm. hero and everything. And also, like, after Marvel Civil War 2, she right. became a lot more of a leader. I think, though, I think she led some Avengers at some point. She was, like, the number two of the Avengers. Of the Mighty Avengers? She was... Although maybe like the East Coast or something yeah. or whatever. I think there is a run where she's like in charge, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think a big thing is they've just been like upping her powers and making her more and more in the spotlight. I think. Yeah. And I think for yeah. a long, long time, she was sort of used as like a filler character, like when mm-hmm. we wanted someone like we need some strong woman. Yeah. Well, we haven't used Ms. Marvel for a while, so they yeah. just throw her into storylines. So I yeah. think her character's been very inconsistent for. Yeah. The, like however like 40 years or something that yeah. she's been floating around and just now i think with the captain marvel title she just started kind of like yeah being more of a lead i think they always thought of her as a lead character but they treated her 
as an extra mm-hmm. because they would just have her do whatever they needed for the broader storyline. Yeah. Okay. Here's here was my takeaway from this three volume set. I thought that I liked her. I liked her style, I liked her humor, but I didn't feel like the story ever really no. like Yes. did enough with that. Yeah. It's like it's like there's something there's some understanding of like this is how this character is mm-hmm. written and mm-hmm. it's good, but they just don't stick with anything for long enough for it to anything to develop yeah as a character if you like think of her as a person yeah then you can see that she's consistent in a certain way there's a certain aspect of her personality that's different from the rest of the like female leads or whatever but yeah the story completely changes it's almost like her background completely changes and you know sometimes she's a journalist sometimes she's in the military i think it's strongest when she has a really strong military background and mm. influence to her. It's just kind of unique. Yeah. The whole, like, fighter pilot thing mm-hmm. seems to really kind of ground her, mm-hmm. like, her character. Like, this is where her persona comes right. from. Which one... really goes in, when when she hits the Captain Marvel stage, I think they really start, I think it's the title, I think Captain, they're like, yeah, military. Yeah. So they just kind of, like, really lean into that. The, the one that I was just talking about, the one I read, the middle volume of that, volume two, she has a bunch with Rhodey from, you know, like Iron Man. Yeah, but... Oh. It's a romance. Oh, is it? Yeah. No. I didn't know It's that. a romance. She in love with Rhodey. She's with the romances. Oh, yep. okay. Well, I liked their... Yeah, I liked their, their, thing. their interactions they are really great. Well they together. have really good chemistry, and then they end up in bed, and it makes me mad. Oh, yeah. When, it's, you... when it's male characters, romance is character development. When it's female characters, it's just the character. Okay. The whole character mm. is now enveloped in this. Um, I should have prepared you for this question ahead of time, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you going to ask me for memories? With the understanding that it's okay if you don't have the answer. Okay. Is is there something, is there like an arc or that that you would recommend? An arc? Well, just whatever. If it's like this volume or... Yeah, I don't know the titles of any of the volumes, so maybe you can translate what I'm going to say. There is one that was sort of almost a transitional piece, I think, Mm -hmm. That's her with, um, well, with the, there's one with her in the Carol Corps, which is yeah. her and a bunch of female fighter pilots yeah. living life. We have that in the collection, yeah. That one's very cool. Okay. That one does a lot for her leadership and, like, it's just nice to have so many women on right, the page. Right, right, right. Um, there's another w- that focuses a lot on her with a mentor from her past, which, again, I don't know if this is some woman like that we character. would have known okay. from previous comics. It uh, personalizes her and okay. it puts her in a caring position. Yeah. But she's still herself. Okay. She's still very strong. Until almost the last three, I liked the character. I wanted to read about the character, but the stories were all just yeah. insane and stupid. Okay. So, like, I read them and I wanted to read them and I'd be like, yes, I'm going to read about Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, but they're just bad. They're just mm. bad. So, there's okay. something about the character that really speaks to me and, like, draws me in. Regardless of how, which sort of reminds me of the movie. I don't know if we're going to talk about the movie. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the movie. But yeah, there's something about the character that keeps me coming, but the storylines have been not awesome. And we don't have to get super in depth on the movie. But I don't know do... how to talk about the movie without spoiling it. Yeah, that's the thing. We do, I think we should. Don't you think avoid spoilers for the Captain Marvel film? Yeah. Can, can we just say we're gonna have spoilers, so don't listen if you haven't seen well, it. Well, we will. How about we will try our hardest not to give spoilers. Okay. All right. So okay. you're just warned if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, just be careful. Okay. All right. Um. So. I know you were very excited at the end of the last Avengers when we had the, I was so the excited. Captain Marvel logo oh. on the uh, yeah just the little logo pops up on the on the pager yeah, a little beeper yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like ah! it's ah. the Hallister! all right let's <laughs> I guess I think maybe we're all in agreement that that, that there's a the movie was not handled in the most like deft manner that it was. That is, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's charitable. Okay. <laughs> I, Here's look. the thing about the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I liked the movie. Yeah. And I enjoyed watching Carol. Yeah. And I thought that the production was great. Yeah. The visuals are awesome. A lot of the personal interactions are good there's chemistry between certain characters yeah. her and her and fury are good yeah um there's also a lot of weaknesses yeah. and i think it all comes down to the script yeah. 
I think that is a lot of it. I think I think the script, and I don't know. I guess I would throw some directing under that bus as well because yeah, when you when you're she's very inconsistent. There are so many. I mean, I love Annette Bening, all right? And yes. I think Annette Bening is an amazing actress. So when I heard that she was cast in that, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. this, this, she is going to be just right for this, like, Gravitas woman. And so, like, when you have Annette Bening there in these scenes, mm-hmm. like, if you're not getting a good scene out of that, yeah. then I think that's directing. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, that could be. So... I think that that her character was underdeveloped and like it could have been any like actor. shamefully like underdeveloped. It could have yeah, been like been. CGI and it would have been. Exactly but I still the same. think like from a storytelling standpoint, we did not get enough about any aspect of Annette Bening's character to really like warrant the casting. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. that that aspect isn't a weakness except for the casting. Yeah. I think because she the, that character does not need in this movie to be that fleshed out because all you see is yeah but i mm, but i think that's a no, mistake i no, think i think you're like, thinking this is where spoilers come in annette benning is playing multiple characters right. and you can like you might cast annette benning because there's other stuff you could do with that character like, like in, in the future. future yeah yeah okay. it's, it's true but i still think i still think we needed more of an anchor because that relationship is we're told right from the start that of the movie that that is the relationship mm-hmm. for Carol. Like mm-hmm. in her life, that is the relationship, and we never yeah. see that. Well, I so I think I think that is a problem. I think, but I do I do agree that I think the biggest problem is script. The but biggest maybe, problem is a thousand percent the script. And but you're not feeling that, Nichols. Look, the more I think about the movie, the less I'm liking it. Like yeah, I feel that way we, too. Since I watched it, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think when you're talking about directing. I think there's a scene where she's finally cutting loose with her powers and they're yeah. playing No Doubts, I'm Just a Girl. And I think in a different director's hand, that scene would be very cool yeah. and a lot of fun. But on screen, it's just very blah. Yeah. Earlier action scene I thought was much better than the than the like ultimate action scene. But go ahead. Here's what I said to Nick. Yeah, that's me. About why I think a lot of the action sequences are bland. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Carol is an intensely powerful character. And so she's confused for a while. She's running around trying to get away from Mm -hmm. Skrull. But then once she sort of gets what Mm -hmm. her deal is, then Mm -hmm. you're putting her in a room with a bunch of, like, doodads. She's just going to wipe them clean. It's not going to be intricate and fun. But she's in an insecure... Like, I think... This is again where I because think because she's fighting against her her own power. That's right. why those moments are interesting. I think that's, uh, that's what I mean. That's why I think a lot of it is undirecting because in a scene like that where she's in a, a tight enclosed space mm-hmm. with people who could get hurt who she doesn't want to get hurt, mm-hmm. where like yeah. any puncturing of where she's at is yeah. going to kill them all. That could have like, been the focus. That could have been yeah, her right. controlling the characters in that environment when she's not good at it. Mm-hmm. Could have been really cool to yeah. see her sort of be like, oh crap, I can't do that. I wonder if they and were they just, just sort didn't of do it confused because they're they're making this movie in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. which has kind of a script mm-hmm. for how things go. And so I like wonder this... if they were confused where they were like, we're doing this scene, so she need, it needs to be a fight scene. Mm-hmm. And so they were focusing on the fight aspect while still not being able to do anything interesting because she could just blast everybody out of the water. No, I think that vibe. I, I think they've done some subtler fights that it's, I, it's hard for me not to compare it to wonder woman sorry go ahead what were you gonna say well i was gonna say i was talking to my wife about this how where you were saying like there's in terms of like her powers and stuff like her powers are basically punching and energy blasts uh-huh. and maybe there's just and so i think if you're gonna do her like big she's cutting loose power they set it in a very enclosed space where you can't right. punch walls because mm-hmm. it's in space yeah so i felt like if you wanted to do that do it outside where yeah. you can do a little bit more. And yeah, so, like, a, they kind of... They tied their own hands by having it in the setting with the limitations they had in terms yeah. of, like... So, later on, there's she's, you know, doing much bigger things mm-hmm. near the end of the movie, but, like, the moment of her, like... And that's, that stuff's impressive, but I feel like you could, still could have done more. So, I almost think she'll be much more impressive and, like, uh, fist in the air, awesome in under like a different director like yeah. an end game mm, in the next yeah. in the Avengers Definitely. I kind of walked out of the movie just thinking like mm-hmm. okay fine that yeah. set the stage I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to end game yeah. I, I think she'll be good I think that. 
the other issue the one issue i have is and it almost sounds like you this is how it is in the comics when you're reading because they're always rebooting her mm-hmm. is because she has basically amnesia mm-hmm. you don't really have a grasp of her character yeah. so you don't really like as she says stuff you're like is that it's kind of how i felt like when i was reading the poe dameron comics mm-hmm. before last jedi because all we had was the one movie yeah mm-hmm. and reading the comics i'm like okay is poe dameron a funny character? Right, is he right, cocky? Right. Is he, like, tough? And watching this movie was the same thing. Like, okay, is she, like, is she cocky? Is she mm-hmm. funny? Is she, like, fist, like, punch first, ask questions later? And, like, mm-hmm. it really didn't feel like we got those answers until right at the end, almost. That's definitely yeah. true. And I, that's, it's just one of those other things where it's, like, the next, the next movie, hopefully, will have, mm-hmm. like, a better grasp of character and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think part of that, I mean, most of it, I think, is the amnesia thing because she's mm-hmm. basically not a character for most. Yeah, of the movie. there's there's a lot <laughs> of her just like, just like person. There's a lot of her just looking at things intently, like she's trying to figure yeah. out what's going. I mean, it does some fish out of the water stuff like Thor did when she yeah. comes to Earth, but yeah. we we had an idea of who like the jerk Thor was when he was on Earth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like with Captain Marvel, we don't. Yeah. See, I think that's what I I don't think they needed to keep it from us, like. That's yeah, what I mean about, yeah. like... There should have been more, like, internal moments yes, where you see it, her. But I think also you could use the Annette Bening character to flesh out for the for the viewer mm-hmm. what really happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you see flashes of the true hurt coming out, mm-hmm. you recognize it. Yeah. And here it was just like, is that what's... I don't even yeah. know what's real, so, yeah. like, how can you react to... Yeah. How can you respond to any of it? I'm not 100% sold on the casting. I thought she The had, casting is a big problem. I thought she had some really great moments, but I don't think that she, like... You see her, and she just like embodies mm-hmm. this character in the way some of the other. That's why I would have picked characters. Charlize Theron myself. I think yeah. that would, yeah, yeah, I think that would oh, yeah. much, much she better. Would, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, when you think when you think about like <laughs> sorry, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. When you think about right. a Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. it's just they, they just, have something just... that is that character more mm-hmm. than anything else, and I just. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the thing she is, flashes of it the thing, is, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, it's like Henry Cavill as Superman. It's like, oh, he could be a good Superman if they yeah. let him. And I think mm-hmm. the same thing, like with Brie Larson, like she could probably be really great in this role if the script was a little bit more consistent. Yeah, yeah. So, which maybe she'll, sh- yeah. maybe she'll show it in, yeah. in, in Endgame. My, my immediate feeling walking out of it was, I had a good time. Yeah, I liked it. I did not want to watch it again. Like, I don't feel compelled See, to watch w- this movie again. Yeah, I would watch it again. I really enjoyed just seeing Captain Marvel in yeah. action. It's definitely some, a much, some, much, you, much you worse out, like, movie than Wonder Woman. Like, for me, like, <laughs> Aquaman, Wonder Woman, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, those are all movies that I, like, walked out of and was like, when does this come out? When can I watch this again? Mm-hmm. You know? And I didn't feel that way. I but. definitely, when watching it, I was like... Boy, this would be better if I had read more, or been a bigger fan of mm-hmm. Captain I just Marvel. It, so. To me, it just feels like it was just not ready. And yeah, here it well, is anyway. And it's yeah, weird because it's I been said. it's been on the plate, the hot the hot plate, the boiler plate. Well, it, they've been working on it for so yeah, long. So I was kind of like, this was your final. Yeah. It felt like an early yeah. draft of yeah. the yeah. script. Yeah, it did feel like it needed a tighter pass. It felt, yeah. in a it's, lot of it's ways... Like the, if it was Broadway, this is like the out-of-town tryouts. Yeah. And they're like, all right, these jokes aren't I, funny, so let's fix yeah. this I kind of felt New like York. it felt like a lesser Thor one Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. In yeah. terms of Not just... Not a single Natalie Portman in it, yeah. so... I thought this was the most fun I've seen Sam Jackson have oh, in a movie absolutely. in a long time. He was great. He, yeah. to me, is like the standout of this there, there was... I felt like and there I'm was... I'm not a fan of I Sam Jackson the, I thought overall. the two of them, their, wow. their interactions yeah. were the highlight of the yeah. movie. I felt like... I don't. There was. I felt there was humor in the movie that sometimes fell flat. Mm-hmm. But every time Sam Jackson did something that you knew was supposed to be funny, it was actually he just had like a lot of expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's almost you watch this and you're like, what happened to Nick Fury in the like the yeah. twelve yeah. years that he made him such a, a bummer? Yeah. yeah, because in this movie he's just so much. Fun. There's when she's talking well, to a kid about like intense stuff and he's like, that's something you would keep to yourself. Yeah, yeah, he's he's able to just do the shocking. So he's just. You know, I think that I think that Sam Jackson as an actor has kind of had the same thing happen to him that like a William Shatner or somebody like that has where they like become more famous for like that yeah. like the Sam Jackson character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they get opportunities like yeah. 
this to play yeah. like a totally different, or even, and I know you hated the movie, Glass, like everything yeah. Sam Jackson does in Glass, mm-hmm. I yeah, thought was good. like the, the yeah. his acting, I was like, really good, yeah. that was yeah. very impressive. And same for this, like you yeah. just, he gets to stretch himself yes. a little. Yeah, there's like in Kingsman and Glass and in this one, you yeah, you do get to see him like do different fun things. But I was disappointed by Jude Law, but I was yes. impressed by Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, ben agreed. Mendelsohn, I agreed. Was yeah. Good. Yeah. He was one of my favorite parts. And yeah. I, didn't and I don't like scrolls, so I tend not to like scrolls yeah. in general. I thought the character design for the scrolls was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to make fun of my wife because she thinks she calls things too stressful to watch. Yeah. But yeah. I find scrolls to be stressful. Yeah. Because anytime there's an adventure, it's like, oh, some of us might be scrolls. I'm like, I don't know. Just yeah, tell me who's much. not <laughs> and who is a scroll. Yeah. I don't I, I I don't like invasion of the body snatcher kind of yeah. mysteries. Yeah, yeah. They stress me out. I, I do. Th- I, I do thought like they them. did that game a little well in yeah. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. It so. wasn't quite as obvious as yeah. it could not be. Every now and then, like I guess maybe it was the cinematography. There there were very interesting things that were done. Like yeah. the start of the movie was super, super interesting. Yeah. There's a scene where she's going through her memories that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and so it seems like someone with skill is yeah. managing those things, yeah. but they stepped I'm out not of the familiar room for most the, of the movie. I'm not familiar with the directors. No, me no, neither. Me neither. So there's two of them. That's right. Maybe that's why, because there were two of them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. there's two people doing Endgame, so. Well, it Great. sounds like, yeah, but they're like a... Yeah. Anyway, it sounds like it sounds like we could all maybe say that it is a it's a fine movie with some really good moments and a lot of uh, glaring weaknesses. Potential that was not met. Potential that yeah. the movie has a lot of potential. Yeah. It presents her in a way that makes you excited to see what happens next. Right. You're not excited yeah. about what you've seen. It seems right. like Marvel was almost too proud of themselves for doing their first female yeah. superhero lead yes, and they were like yeah. look she's this type of figure now and it's like right but like i would follow wonder woman yeah into battle yeah. now and i'm still not really sure who carol danvers is right. i feel like they put the uh the role before the character yeah I that's, that's, a, that's a good yeah, take so, i don't know I did feel I did feel good as I got like halfway through the movie mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this isn't a great movie mm-hmm. and I'm not emotionally devastated yeah. because it's a female led movie that's yeah. not great. So yeah. maybe that's we're in a yeah. good place as yeah. a culture. Yeah. But yeah, I read, like I read Are one... you guys feeling what I'm feeling that we should watch the Helen Slater Supergirl movie? Never oh, again. Word. Okay. We have Basically all the Captain Marvel you'd ever want it right in our collection. Uh, we have Marvel everything collection. where yeah we have everything where Carol Danvers is called yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, or and Mrs. we have Marvel, I think. And, no we don't have all that. No we I've have got I've got yeah, you that from other places. Oh, okay. yeah. We, we do have the new Ms. Marvel, which uh, Carol is kind of a supporting character in sometimes. Yeah, um, but I haven't read that. I think you've only read one volume of it. But anyway, so what's coming up at the David A. Howe Public Library from you, Teen Photo Show? Teen Photo Show has started. Well, it hasn't started, but we're. We've put out announcements and stuff. Out. The yeah. word's out. So bring us your photos so yeah. I can start hanging them up next we, month. We've got the Rock and Roll Pet Show coming March 23rd, yes. 2 o'clock. That's going to be fun. Original yeah. music and animals. Yeah. Book clubs are currently reading Caves of Steel, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to meet on the 26th. Mm-hmm. And Truly Madly Guilty is part of the Endless Winter Leanne Moriarty Book Club is going to meet March 14th. Mm-hmm. So you can join us for any of those. After that, we're going to start Big Little Lies. So it's Ooh. just about Big Little Lies time. Yeah. Which I've read. Hillary's read. Good, True. good stuff. Yeah, big little lies. Um, those are the big things. April fifth, we're showing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Nice. That might also not play well into Captain Marvel's favor in that, like, we got into Spider-Verse and Aquaman like in a row, and then yeah. the next superhero one after that was Captain Marvel. Right. If you don't count Glass. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't count it. No. Yeah. So. But I wonder how the Zachary Levy like Shazam. Is no, we're be. not talking about that. Captain I know. Marvel. I know. I just want to know if that's going to be any good. I think it's going to be fun. Do you? Okay. I good. think I'm going to like it. All right. Well, it looks Larry, so funny. Uh, which character do you want to talk about next? No, you're going to like it. Me? Yeah. Jessica Jones. Oh. I Although know. there's not a lot to talk about with That's her. True. She's just sort of fun. Well, I we could talk only, about the... I still have only seen the first season. Yeah, and the third season is going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do a capstone then. How about that? When that's done. All right. Well, Hillary, thanks for joining us. You are so Eric, welcome. thanks for setting up here in our house. No problem. All right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, Don't I don't like to that. To my side, I don't, Moriarty. No, I don't like it, and it's James. All right, we'll see you next week.